like to give a special shout out to the sponsor of our show, The Makeover Master. I can't say enough good things about them as they've done a ton of help to grow our show and support our mission through their branding and brand strategy help. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I am at today without them. Here's the deal. If you run a business and want more awareness, leads, and sales, everyone out there is telling you that their strategy, tool, or tactic is the magic pill that will give it to you fast and easy. But these quick fix solutions don't work for most because most businesses are either missing the foundations or they are out of order and the foundations are what make all these online strategies work. Well, I've got great news for you today because our sponsor, the Makeover Master, and I are able to give you their $997 foundations course completely free. I've been through this course myself and it's packed with so much value and it's unlike any other course out there today. You can get through it in less than a few hours and it will completely transform your perspective on what really matters and why when it comes to having more success with your business online. If you get to the show notes of this episode, our sponsors page or visit my website, uh, natebailey.org forward slash foundations today, you can get access to the course for free. I'm not sure when this free offer will disappear. So go to my website once again, natebailey.org forward slash foundations today and get your $997 gift from me to you completely free. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey, and uh, incredible episode here for you today. Uh, extremely excited to have our guest on, and uh, it, was, uh, it was an incredible conversation um, went a little bit off script today, but it's always fun. It's always, those always seem to be some of the best podcast episodes that we have when, when that happens. Um, before we get into that too much further, uh, I want to ask you to uh, encourage you to check out my website for past previous podcast episodes that I've uh, had here throughout the last three years, as well as everything else that we're up to, some of the, the different coaching programs that I have available for you to start at uh, many different levels, depending on where you're at in your life to, to become an incredible championship leader, not just for yourself and your family, but uh, to go ahead and impact and lead others as well and kind of take that next level in all areas of life. So please go to natebailey.org and, and check it out. Also would like to, for any business owners, entrepreneurs out there that, that are stuck in what Mike Young, a good friend of mine, the makeover master, who is a sponsor of this show calls The Vice. Uh, for those entrepreneurs and business owners, you can relate. It's, it's this constant cycle of, of promoting your business, getting new clients, fulfilling on them, getting to this point where, where you don't know where your next dollar and your next lead is going to be to questioning whether you should go and just get a job at 95 and, and give up the dream to, to bring in some more clients and, and uh, getting excited again. And, and it's just this constant cycle, right? That we go round and round in and, and wonder when, when is, when, when are we going to hit that breakthrough? When are we going to take it to the next level inside of our business? And, 
And uh, it's called Vice. And uh, Mike Young came up with that that term and that that psychology behind uh, what it takes for entrepreneurs to break through, to to release yourself from the vice, and to really take things to the next level. And uh, he created a course called the Foundations Course. It's uh, it's awesome. It's amazing. I've gone through it myself. I've had other clients that have gone through it and have incredible things to say uh, to help you to break that that vicious cycle. And uh, he's offering it to my audience for free. It's a $997 course. And uh, I don't know exactly how long he's going to continue to offer it for free. But right now, you could go to natebailey.org forward slash foundations and pick up that course for yourself absolutely free. Even if you wanted to buy something on the page, there's nothing to buy. So uh, no strings attached there. So, so go, I encourage you, go check it out, grab it, and get it for yourself uh, completely free. With that, I have an awesome guest today, John North. Um, John North is an Olympic weightlifter, has been for many years, uh, followed his story when I came into CrossFit around the end of 2011, 2012. I quickly got into the sport of weightlifting and I got hooked and I started following uh, uh, people like John North who, who were incredibly successful, who uh, were building an incredible following through kind of what we call the boom of CrossFit and the sport of weightlifting back in those days. And uh, he has, he's got a, a very unique personality, one that draws many people to it. And his story is, is, is powerful. Uh, I think we can all relate because we, he's willing to put out his life out there that, that many of us aren't. And uh, you can relate to it in a very deep level. So I uh, just had a, a powerful conversation with him today. He's got an incredible story, incredible personality. He's got his own podcast. He's got a weightlifting team. He's a coach full-time. He's got an incredible family, two children, been um, married uh, for a, a number of years now, and, uh, and they're working on their third. So uh, we talk about that. We talk about his, his journey and his relationship with Christ, his, his, uh, his ups and downs throughout life, just like we all have. So with that, I want to introduce you to uh, John North. You can check him out at doweightlifting.com. You can follow him at John North on social media as well. So uh, with that, without any further ado, the great and powerful John North. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, I'm excited. We got John North here today from from not from Oregon, but Oregon, uh, if, if you're a local. So thanks for being here, man. Hey, Nate Bailey. Thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure being on with you. And yeah, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, I, I'll tell a little story here. So been following you and your story for quite some time. Um, you know, I got into CrossFit back in 2000. Uh, I want to say it was 2011, 2012 for sure. And then shortly there, it didn't take long and kind of CrossFit took a backseat and Olympic weightlifting kind of became my life for a few years. Uh, did some competing. You know, I played college football. So, you know, I was into kind of lifting heavy weight, but I had gotten out of it. Right. I, I was, when I came, when I found CrossFit, it was, it was a good thing for me. I was, I was severely overweight, lost some weight fast. You know, I was an athlete. So the competition piece of it. Um, and, and then again, Olympic weightlifting, especially then it really kind of blew up and, and uh, so did you. And I know how it's impacted and changed your life, but I've, I found you on online uh, quickly. I started listening to your podcast, uh, weightlifting talk. And, uh, and so, I don't know, you, through podcasts, sometimes you feel like you, you get to know the person, right? And you were always um, very willing to and still are telling your story and sharing your life, the ups, the downs, and everything in between along the way, which, you know, helps people to get to know you and who you are, and, and it helps to inspire other people. So, I've always appreciated you for that, and I've always loved, uh, you know, you're not afraid to put out your, your thoughts, your feelings, your opinions, which is also very uh, refreshing, uh, especially nowadays, because a lot of people, you know, people are quick to cancel people for the, for the lightest little, little thing nowadays. And so for someone to still just uh, totally fully own who they are is, is awesome. So with that, you know, thank you for coming on. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Hey, coach Nate, I, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking with you and, and talking and, Man, you got in. You got in CrossFit boom days, baby. That's that's when. It was boom days. 
it, it just went kind of from more of an underground kind of fort community. Nobody really knew about it. You know, this kind of fight club, if you will. Yeah. CrossFit, yeah. you know, fight club, just real gritty. I love, and I love that. And then boom, just 2010 hit Reebok got in weightlifting exploded. Cal strength videos yeah. came out. It was just, yeah. you know, I think everybody got kind of punched in the face, you know, like, Whoa, this is growing. Right. So, I mean, you don't, you don't get to talk to a lot of people from that time when they entered the sport uh, or were, were in the sport of CrossFit or weightlifting back in 2010 and 11, when the boom really happened, you know, a lot of people I talk to nowadays, you know, got into weightlifting or CrossFit 2014, 15, 16 or beyond. And I'm always like, man, you know, yeah. you should have seen how wild it got in 2010. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. And the differences between pre-boom and post-boom are just night and day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I can qualify myself as an athlete, but I, I, I did a little competing and, and I, I came in late uh, age-wise, right? It was like late 30s. I'm about to be 45 here. But uh, so I was a master's only uh, Olympic weightlifter, right? And went and did a uh, Pan Am in Canada, actually, too. And that was kind of fun, totally on my own. But uh, oh, heck yeah. I just I just loved, I really did just love watching, like consumed all the Cal Strength stuff. Um, oh, cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just watched you guys uh, along the way because, you know, I don't know, I, I guess I have a d addictive personality, right? Where you just, you get into something and it's just kind of consumed me. So that's where yeah. I was at. And I've, I've now, believe it or not, like I run hundred miles and, and do that type of stuff. So quite the oh, wow. big change and shift for me, but, uh, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. Oh, so you're, maybe, you're, you're, you're a hardcore distance runner. I mean, you're not just doing marathons, you're doing the hundred yeah. miles. Yeah. Yeah. Like long I, uh, runs. Wow. I got 135 coming up next week in Alaska. So, wow. So you're doing 135 altogether. No, no, no rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's 48 hours that you have to complete and you can take breaks and rests in between, but I'm not that fast. So I got, I can't be taking too many breaks, but yeah, for the most part, straight through. That's yeah. crazy. All through Alaska. Huh? So are you wearing, yeah. I mean, it's freezing. I mean, it's cold. Well, it's like, um, I think it'll get down to maybe 30, 40 at night, uh, 60s, 70s during the day. So, so you're running through the night too, day and night. Yeah, absolutely. What, three days, four days? Two days, two days. Two days? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's impressive, man. That's badass. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, uh, it's in a, you know, it's maybe we could talk about it. Like, I'm sure whatever it is that I get out of it is very similar to what uh, you get from sport of weightlifting and, and why you continue to do it. Right. You just, it's, it's not easy. That's for sure. It beats up on your body, but the journey, the people you meet, the experiences I've had, like the places I've gotten to go very similar to probably the experiences and people you've met along that way. Um, the meets you get to experience, um, you know, it's just, the, it really is all about the journey. The competition is fun, right? You get to go get on the stage and uh, show what you've what you've got and the work that you put in and, you know, how you stack up to everybody else. But then it's like it's not over there. Right. It just keeps going. You just recalibrate and you figure out where you're at and what can I do to keep getting a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I assume that you didn't start doing 130 mile runs. I mean, it probably no, started like really. with 5K and 10K. Although I did kind no. of just jump into it, to be honest. But um, yeah, well, but yeah, no, I mean, it started with a couple miles for sure. <laughs> So you started with a hundred miles. Well, no, I mean, so I was, I was coming, I, I did an Ironman back in 2008 and I really just like got it through that. Right. I just not a lot of, I didn't properly train for that. And then, you know, I hadn't done anything as far as running goes, endurance goes until really deciding to take this on. Um, I'd been running three, four or five miles here or there, but I was like, man, you know, it's kind of the Goggins thing was coming into play. Mm -hmm. I'd read about a hundred milers probably five, 10 years before that. So it was always in the back of my mind that maybe that'd be interesting mm -hmm. and just got the hair to, to sign up and see if I could Dang, do it. So you, you finished an Ironman. I did. Oh, yeah. Ironman. Wow. That's, that's badass. That's awesome. Well, you seem like you're an extreme guy, you know, uh, yeah. maybe yeah. why we have a connection just cause right. I'm extreme. You're extreme. We go all in. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to run, we're going to run a hundred miles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's skip the half it. Let's skip the half <laughs> yeah. uh, Ironman and do the full Ironman. 
Yeah, exactly. No yeah. time for the, what is it? The 750, seven, uh, what's it called? 720? The what's seven, the half Iron Man called? Yeah, what was it like 75 or something like that? Yeah. Something yeah, like no that, time 72, for that. somewhere in there. We'll do the full, we'll do the full Iron Man. Yeah, it was funny. I, because that's basically what I did for that too, right? I came home from deployment. The guy I knew did one while we were gone. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. So I signed up for one when I got home. And I did, I literally did a sprint and then that was it before the Ironman. I did one sprint. I was like the last person out of the water, this 80 year old lady, like literally as I'm trying to get out of the water, <laughs> walks past me. Right? Like I'm just, I couldn't Sweet. do anything but laugh. I'm like, man, I'm getting, I'm so, I'm so A lot bad. of the older, the, the older athletes in Ironman are, are crazy. Oh, they're, yeah. The they're engines incredible. that just, they train hard. They, they can go forever. They got grit. They got heart. I don't know what it is. I mean. I think even like the top five placements for the Ironman every year, they're 30s, 40s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 50s even maybe. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, especially when it comes to that, right, that endurance. Uh, I think that 40s is kind of prime for a lot of the elite athletes. Depending. On well, you got to embrace the suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, that's the same thing, same thing for weightlifting. You know, when you're when you're running that long or you're doing an Ironman, it's like, you know, you got to be drawn to that. You know, you got to be okay with that, with that suck getting into yeah. that, that, that dark world of pain, you know, people get off on it sexually. I mean, think about it, you know, it's uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, in a weird way, there's some people that just get off on pain. Right. You know, right. Maybe that's what we do is we get off on pain. Yeah. There is something too. Cause it's a very, um, I don't know, maybe you could talk about this a little bit too, but uh I, when I train, I don't like to train with other people too much. When I lifted, yeah, I would lift with other people. But at, at the same time, it was a lot of just like kind of me with myself and in my head and and what was in front of me. And and it's the same thing when I'm out on the road, just like miles and miles to go is I, I kind of enjoy that. And uh, and and there's there's some battles that are fought out there in your head. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And um I don't know. I, it kind of makes me feel alive, I guess you'd say, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that more often as I get older. I, I struggled being by myself when I was younger. Um, yeah. just always had to be around people yeah. constantly. And, uh, as I get older and I mature and I kind of get to know myself better, yeah. you know, kind of get to know the skeletons on my, in my closet a little better, you know, and yeah. build a relationship with them. And you, you know, you accept things as you get older. Yeah. You accept, you grow, you carry on, you build. You could admit when you're wrong. You know, you can be a little more honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. As you get older. When when you're younger, you don't. Yeah. You know, you're never to blame. <laughs> you're you got the ego. Yeah. But I find myself, I go on walks, I go on some light jogs, I train alone more in my garage. I have a garage gym here at the house and find myself just more comfortable with being by myself more often these days. Yeah. And hanging out with John yeah. is a little easier than it was back in the day. So I, I relate to you with that for sure, but it's, it's taken me a while for sure. Why is that? Why, you know, why was that? What's that? Why was that? I just think insecurity, you know, fear, you know, just not believing in yourself, not believing in myself. You know, that's why I've always had great coaches that believed in me. You know, I wouldn't be here without the coaches I've had because they believed in me way more than I believed in myself. Wasn't that interesting? Because, you know, I remember again, right? Um, I don't know. Gosh, hopefully this is like uh, some sound like some stalker fan of yours. But, you know, just watching all those videos because I was so enthralled with with weightlifting and and seeing the personalities. You just you don't get to know the person. You just kind of see what you see and what maybe you put out there in front of yourself. But, you know, when you're younger, it was uh like you say, you were excited. You were maybe, maybe brash is a, is the right word, but also just like, you could tell you definitely loved what you were doing, but to hear that maybe there was insecurities and fears inside of that too. Right. Which it's not surprising because we all do that. Right. We have our, this, this person that's inside of us and then we've got who we put out to the world. It's, yeah. We don't always line up. And I think that's maybe a, a part of life is trying to get those two to line up. Some people seem to be able to do it. Um, I'm still working towards that, I think myself, but, but, um, yeah, what, 
you know, that's, that's why I say is maybe a little bit surprised it's is, but it isn't surprising to hear, but what was, uh, what, what has been some of the, the points around your life that have really helped you to make a transition? Yeah. Well, I, I think going back to just the, the coaches I've had is it's been, I've been blessed by great coaches, you know, I mean, and great people in my life supporting me, just being insecure and, and being fearful and uh, not believing in myself. And, and, you know, I think that's why I created this kind of this character that, you know, slamming bars and, you know, throwing chalk buckets and, you know, screaming shankle and kind of just getting wild, just becoming this iron monster. Yeah. And, and I had to kind of create that to, to mask the, you know, the pain from my past, mask the insecurity, mask the fear of failing, you know, back then I wanted it so bad to be a champion weightlifter. And I knew that this is something that I wanted to do with my life. And I knew that this is where I belonged, but I've never belonged with anything before this. So I was always worried that I was going to get kicked out or I was. So I think just over time, as I grew, I, I started to just, you know, get more confident with who I am as a person. And uh, it takes time. It takes time. You know, you have to, you have to find yourself as a weightlifter, but you also have to find yourself as a, as a person. Yeah. And it, just, it takes time. And so I said, okay, all right, this is who I am. Writing helped me a lot. I did a lot of writing. Um, yeah. You got a big ass book, by the way. I think it's huge. I, I, yeah. Thank I, you. I got it somewhere. Oh, thanks, it's, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, the writing uh, helped me, man. I just, yeah. I just getting to know myself. It takes time. It's hard. You know, young kid. I mean, I was 20, 21 at the time. And when all this was happening in the, in the cow strength boom days, 21, 22, and I was still finding myself at the same time. I had these YouTube videos going out competitions, yeah. a lot of like, you know, kind of publicity, if you will, on me, um, mm -hmm. seminars, I was traveling across the world with, with Penlay and it was just wild. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm trying to find myself and try to also do, you know, uh, do well in these competitions. So I just needed that, like that calm time, kind of like what we talked about with going on walks and runs and training in the garage, where I just write, 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 write by myself. And the writing just helped me kind of just get to know my past, get to know my skeletons, you know, accept my past, build upon myself, just work on myself and get to know myself. And over time, I just, you know, just feel more calm you know now and it's more collect yeah i don't i don't need to trick my trick my mind or body to be something that i'm that i'm not that i'm not in a way yeah well, so what was that like so i know because part of your story right you you're living in the car for a while and uh and then seems like fairly short after that is where you head into this time what you just talked about the youtube videos the popularity the the traveling all happens pretty fast yeah. for a young guy. I know I went to handle it very well. Oh, I didn't handle it at all. And, uh, yeah. and then, and then to where you kind of, you know, going through the boom, which, which had to be crazy, yeah. especially for someone like yourself, that's kind of positioned, uh, uh, to, to be someone that, that really, uh, that the people begin to follow and then the seminars and in that business and how have things, you know, because it seems like, I don't, I've been out of the, the Olympic weightlifting world for a while. CrossFit, you know, back in 2010, 11, 12 was kind of the tipping point, I think. Still obviously here and going to be here for a long time. But how have you transitioned and how is life now? Is it Does it feel like it's it's more settled? Um, or Oh, uh, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I know you went into bodybuilding for a little bit. Yeah. You even tinkered with Ironmans a little bit, right? Well... I, that's a big stretch. Okay. Iron Man for about a month. Okay. So, so you, I mean, in between there, right. You, yeah. you, you, you maybe, you know, we're on this journey to figure out where you're at and now you've, you're back to, to what probably has already always been your home, which is weightlifting. So. Yeah. I struggled. I struggled my whole life really. Um, till about 2016 when I died at the zoo I had a cardiac arrest. I dropped dead for 16 minutes and came back to life by the medics of the, uh, of the zoo. They saved my life. And up to that point, even from like childhood to, to that point, I was always lost. I did not handle the boom days. Well, I was drinking in and out pain pills in and out. I had multiple kind of interventions, if you will. Um, you know, 
it was tough times with me and my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Uh, a lot of the traveling, I was just not doing smart things, uh, missing flights, just, you know, I, I, I kind of lost my mind a few times in Ireland. Uh, I had to go see somebody, had to see a therapist. Um, so I, I went through a lot, you know, growing up, I was addicted to crystal meth. I had a meth problem. I started drinking, smoking pot when I was probably 11, 10, 11, you know, in and out of jail with assault charges, et cetera. I mean, I can go on. I mean, I had a good childhood. It's, I'm probably painting a little bit darker picture than it is. I mean, there's been a lot of great things in my life that I can talk about for, for days. But I've always, I was always lost. I was always just a lost soul, it seemed like. Uh, I had this in me, though, of just, I had this lion inside of me. And you could see it in the videos. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it was just living inside of me, just roaring. And when I found weightlifting, it was just game over. Yeah. It was game yeah. over. Like, I just took that bar and I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And I'm, I'm going to show the world. I'm going to show my teachers. I'm going to show all the, the doubters and the, the counselors just you know, smashing my throat with Ritalin pills till I was a zombie. I'm going to show everybody, you know, that I could actually be somebody, you know? So I used to lift with a lot of hate, a lot of anger, uh, that then turned to cockiness that just overcame me, which I, it's hard to regret my life, especially early on in my weightlifting career when I achieved my biggest achievements, because that's what achieved my biggest achievements. Yeah. Right. It's the right. chip on the shoulder. It's, the trying to prove people wrong. It's the, the being angry, being lost, trying to find myself through the barbell, taking my frustrations and my, my mental, you know, my mental struggle out on the bar. It was my only place where I could just go, just let loose and express yeah. myself that and the keyboard, which were one and the same. And so I just, I just had that that battle with myself till 2016. And then I, I just, you know, I dropped the zoo and it only got worse because the more money I made, the worse it got. Yeah. The more traveling I did, the worse it got. The more meets that I won, the more teams that I've made, the more success I had in weightlifting, the worse than it got. I mean, it got really bad. Even after I married my wife, like, you know, there's a time where we almost got a divorce and, you know, I started drinking again and, and just the money, I started buying things. It became very materialistic. And I just, I don't know. I, um, I own this big gym in Charlotte and I kind of ran people out just cause I was kind of just so crazy on athletes succeeding and hitting numbers. And yeah. I was almost kind of just this mad scientist that was overworking my athletes and they eventually just broke and left. Yeah. I sold the gym and left. So I was, I was kind of a madman. So to kind of wrap it up, I, uh, I got into bodybuilding. I had beef with USAW. We butted heads. I left. I made an own federation. I ran meets in Vegas all across the country. It was That's right. I forgot wow. about that. Yeah. yeah. The the federation was crazy, but I tell you right now, man, it just, I was, I just always had a missing piece in my life and you know, it was God. So when I died at the zoo, I came back to life. Um, well, actually I, I became a Christian. I got saved two weeks before I died at the zoo. Really? I became a Christian, got saved two weeks later, dropped at the zoo, woke up, my entire life changed about two months later, got baptized and then everything changed. Got back with USAW, started lifting again, just really went back to my roots. I'm like, okay, I'm a weightlifter. I belong yeah. in USAW. I'm no longer doing bodybuilding. I'm going to leave this federation, uh, which was succeeding. It, it was hard to, to leave it, but it was hard on the family. I had a son. Um, eventually then of course we have my daughter live. I'm like, I'm a family man. I want to settle down. And then I just looked at everything differently. I'm like, every day is a blessing. You know, every little thing matters. Every day is such a blessing. I'm just glad to be here. I want to take advantage of every single day. And that's what I do now. I'm calm. I'm at peace. I'm content. I love life. I just, every day is a blessing. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. I mean, the, when God entered my life, my entire life changed 110%. You know, I, uh, I just, I live for him and that's, that's how I go about every single day. And it's, and it's bought, it's, it's, it's brought peace to my soul. It really has, you know, um, yeah. it's brought peace to my soul. So that, that would be my long answer. I don't mean to ramble, no, uh, but it, the, the big word there too is content, you know, in the, in the iron world, we like to say, don't be content, you know, go for more. I'm not saying sit on your couch and eat potato chips, <laughs> go for your dreams, do the 130 mile run, go for it, PR attack. I get it. But also you can be hungry. You could be a hustler. You can have goals, but also at the same time, you can be content with you and your life. 
And I think that more people need to be content. I'm okay. I don't want to make an extra dollar. I don't want to make anything. I'm fine the way I am. Strip it all naked. Are you going to still be happy? If you say yes, you're in a good place. If you say no, you need to work on that. And so that's kind of my mind switch from the last like five years. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, uh, you become a Christian two, two weeks before you die for 16 minutes at the zoo. Was it any part of you coming out of that, you know, coming back to life and being like, man, God, what's, what's going on here? Like I, I accepted my life two weeks ago and and now this, like, was there questioning there or were you just like extremely thankful that man, you, you made it out of that. And what was that like? What a great question. What a great question. Um, I wrote a blog and I haven't written for so long at this point, my book's been published. I just haven't written in. It's hard to write when you're not, when you don't have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And you're not in it. It's hard to write. Like right now I just can't write. Yeah. I'm too too content. I'm too happy. Right. What am I, I can't can't get in that mode anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm like, I'm writing about like happy things now. (laughs) Like, what is this, John? This this is too happy. Yeah. You know, give, give me the skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. This is not dark, John. We're in <laughs> Alice in Wonderland here. So I, I struggle with writing. I try to write sometimes. I just can't get into that dark place like I used to be in. I guess it's a good thing. But I did write. I was in the ICU for a month. I picked up my computer and I wrote. And the title of the blog was God Killed Me to Save Me. And so yeah. the way I view it is God just, you know, he came behind me and just click like a mafioso, just dropped me from behind. <laughs> you know, Sopranos. Yeah. Sorry to ruin the ending. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I look at it as God dropped me on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I view it as God just kind of like, you know, an angel, death angel, guardian angel. Yeah. He got the, he got the hit and was like, all right, we need to drop North. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad he did because at the time I was, I had a lost soul. You know, I mean, I got saved two weeks before, but I still was, I was doing a few things in life that were really bad. Yeah. Be yeah. blunt with you. Yeah. I won't say what they are, but they were really yeah. bad. They were not good. Right. And I was going down a very scary path in life that I thought was good in, in what I was doing back in 2015, 16, yeah. this time period. And I was fully committed on this path I was down. Anybody listening right now that follows me probably knows what I'm talking about. And God was like, no. <laughs> we are, we are not going to go down that path. You need to turn around. And I think that was one of his ways of dropping me. I, I saw a, a gold angel where, when I was, when I was dead and I came back to life and I was like, okay, I am going to completely stop going down this path, turn around and go another way. And five years later, I'm you know, six years later, I'm talking to you now. So I, I, I'm to answer your question. I'm grateful uh, that it happened. The best thing that ever happened to me, you know, besides getting saved, besides marrying my wife and besides having my children was, was dying. I mean, dying at the zoo was the best thing that ever happened to me. Did you have a, was there a conversation or with this? It was a heated conversation, but I don't remember what was talked about. I can't remember what was talked about. I don't remember the words, but I remember it being a pretty intense conversation with this gold angel in the dark, very vividly, I knew I was dead. I completely knew I was dead. Yeah. I could tell you every detail of it. I was like, wow, I'm dead right now. Wow. I'm talking to this angel. So I don't know if I was pleading to get back or if I was getting a stern talking to, if I had to gamble, I would say I was getting a pretty stern talking to. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, that brings up something because, you yeah. know, I see a lot of people that they go through life and uh, things are not good. Things are not what they want, but it's not bad enough for them. Like, you know, it's kind of like, they need that rock bottom. And I keep telling people, man, like, don't wait for rock bottom. Like, like determine that this, that today is your rock bottom and, and make that switch. But yeah, a lot of people can, they, they got to wait for the, for the, for the zoo incident where they're dead for 16 minutes to be like, all right, God, I get it. Like, Hey, yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. Like it's time. Um, you know, was was that it? You, what, what would you say to somebody that, that maybe is instead of waiting for that rock bottom to hit to, to just declare it for themselves right now and like how, how to get them to, to make that move, to, to make that decision, to change their life, whatever it might be that they're, they're dealing with or struggling with. 
Yeah. You know, I have two answers. The first answer is just, you know, believe in God, believe in Jesus and get saved and, and put everything at his feet. Just lay everything down, drop your sword. I yeah. tell people this. And, and I know there's people listening. They're not, they're, that don't believe in God or not Christians. And, you know, uh, but I'll still say it, you know, drop your sword, stop trying to do it yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. stop it. Cause it's, you're just going to continue falling on your face. You know, uh, flesh is weak. Trust me. I know all about that. And so that'd be my first, my first, my first answer. My second answer would be, and it, it all ties into the first, but it's, it's appreciate the small things. I, what matters in your life? Like sit down with a pen and pad and write down like what matters in your life and focus on that. You know, what do I have in my life? That's amazing. Figure out what you have in your life that's amazing and focus on that. Don't always try to be getting more. It's yeah. a never ending story. You're chasing your tail. The more money I made, the more fame I got, the more travel I did, the more gold medals I won, the more attention I got, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All I wanted was more, 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 more. I just kept chasing my tail. I want more. I want more. I never sat back and was like, wow, what, hey, sweetie, what we have is amazing. We didn't even get to take a deep breath. It was always on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Looking back at my wife, but of all the money we made back then, and I'll be blunt with you, we made a lot. Yeah. We never took one vacation. We never took one week, which is me and my wife, and just went somewhere to relax together. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. Out of roughly five, six years of, of being an entrepreneur making, I mean, really just insane amount of money. Yeah. We never took a vacation just to be with each other because it was constant, 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 constant. All we wanted was more and more and more. And looking back now, what the heck were we thinking? We couldn't take one week just to be with each other and do, do a little time out yeah. because we didn't appreciate what we had in front of us. Yeah. All we wanted was more. So anybody listening right now, sit down. What do I have in my life? Man, what a blessing. Everything good in my life is a blessing because everybody has something good in their life. And you got to be grateful for that. Stop always wanting more. Be yeah. content. Yes, have goals, have dreams, hustle, wake up, make money, support your family, etc. Don't get me wrong. But right. also be content with what you have and, and love what you have. It's a blessing. I'm telling you, that mindset will completely change your life. And there's, there's a lot of people out there that will just keep your eye on the prize and you're, you're just going to miss what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love it. Great answer. What's, um, so what is it for you? What's 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 this next chapter? Man, that's a good point. Well, a few things is, um, you know, with me, I'm just, I'm really, really every single day I, I live for God and I uh, read the Bible on my podcast. We still do weightlifting talk do every day where we, we talk weightlifting. I got yeah. a movie podcast on Friday with Dean Sidoris. I got like little segments on my show. Awesome. Um, and then Wednesdays we do a masters with attitude where we talk all things masters weightlifting. Uh, but every morning, me and Brian Knights read the Bible, going all the way through verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. It's going to take us about two years. We're halfway through Exodus. So here we go. Uh, so it's quite the journey. So that's huge for me. It's huge. It's reading, studying, pulling the layers back. I love that. Uh, besides that, just, you know, raising my two kids. We want a third, just family, family, family. Uh, just love my family, man. Like that's, that's priority to me, Yeah. you know? And um, I think a lot of, do you have kids? Yeah. I have three. Yeah. I think a lot of people just, they have kids and you blink and they're old. You blink oh, and they're, they're grown up. You blink and you're like, wow, I work too much. Seriously. Like yeah. I'm missing out. Like I'm not appreciating these small things. Like I need to just, there's a song, uh, Jacob Banks is an artist and it's called slow up type in Jacob Banks, yeah. slow up. Great. I cry every time I listen to it. It's, it's, he's just like, you know, he's talking to his kids to slow up, slow down. Like sometimes I want to take my family and try to like run away from, from time right. and try to hide from time where time can't get us. And we can all just gather together and live forever, ever together. Yeah. But that's not how it works. You know, if you can go to Costco and buy time, would you, you know, if you could buy time for $50,000, would you, well, you actually could, you could take a pay decrease and actually essentially buy time with your family, but nobody's doing that because they want more, 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 which brings me back to my content, you know, uh, type philosophy. And then really my third answer on a professional level is just coaching, man. I'm all about it. I got a great weightlifting team. I won't be pluggish here, but I'm proud of them, you know, uh, attitude uh, barbell club. And yeah, yeah. I love my team to death, man. Like to death. I mean, they're family, completely yeah. family. I love every single one of them. 
I do. And how many it's athletes a different model than team do. What's that? I said, how many athletes are you working with right now? Currently we got 76 athletes. Awesome. Yeah. 76 athletes. Um, got a great team Facebook page. We're at the comps. We just, you know, we do Google hangout training. We have a men's group. We do twice a week. Facebook is just constantly moving. Uh, yeah. People are coming. Athletes are coming to stay at my, my place and, and train. That's cool. Uh, I make it a very big point to be at every competition, traveling, investing, you know, yes, being away from the family, but I'm going to be at these meets, you know, yeah. like I want to be a weightlifting coach. I am a weightlifting coach. And I think you need to be at these competitions. You know, we're an online team. I mean, I only have two athletes locally, the rest are across the country and some even over the pond. And, uh, I'm like, how can I make an online team? And this goes for anybody that wants a, an online business. Uh, I mean, I don't look at it as a business, but anybody listening here, that's more in the business world, you know, my advice is how do you make an online community an in-person community? How, how, how can you make it as tight as possible? Right. You know, and I can make the argument we're tighter than a, a team that was, is, that's under one roof. You know, connection, 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 connection is my biggest thing. That's incredible leadership right there. I mean, just uh, recognize, I mean, as, as, as uh, no brainer as that might sound that it's all about the people. You know, there's a lot of leaders out there that take the people for granted, right? I did. Yeah. I did back in the team due days. Yeah. Yeah. Back in, uh, I mean, that, that might be a harsh statement, taking him for granted. That might be, a little, I might be being too harsh on myself uh -huh. by saying that. That might be extreme. Sure. But it was definitely more towards that. I was, I was the coach. I was, I was giving him the program. I was traveling the world yeah. doing seminars. I was running the AWF. Didn't really, I didn't know half my athletes. I didn't know their names. Here's the program. I got on the Facebook page a few times a week. Keep yeah. your elbows up, squat lower. Yeah. Yeah. No connection. Yeah. I didn't know if anybody was competing that weekend. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, if, if an athlete said on team do uh, my, my old weightlifting team, Hey, I want to come to your house and train. I'd no, <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> that's a hard no. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. Take, take your time answering that question, coach. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm too busy. Yeah. Yeah. I look at it completely different back then. It was almost like you are my athlete. These days I look at it as I'm your coach. I'm here for you. I work for you. You call, I answer. You want to come here? Absolutely. Yeah. You need extra attention. You need to talk on the phone. You're going through hard times, whatever it may be. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Where I think back in the day was no, you know, you're here for me or, you know, it's just a different philosophy. It's completely, yeah, yeah. everything is switched in my life from pre 16 to post 16. Yeah. Um, man, now I'll just, I'll do whatever I can to just make sure that my athletes are, are taken care of. And it was just different back then. I was, it was more about the money. You know, there wasn't as much connection in, in the quote unquote business model, if you will. And it was all about how much money can I make? Sure. Just, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And it was just money and power, Yeah. you know, for the most part. Where nowadays it's, it's not even about that. It's yeah. not even about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's an evolution of life and hopefully but, we all make, we all don't, but hopefully we all make that evolution and, and change and, and for the better. And obviously God being a big part of that for you, of course, there's no surprise where you're at today and why that is for you today. Well, and also it's just, all there was, was just, it was high turnover. I wasn't, I wasn't sharing my heart. I wasn't there for the athletes. It was, it was ups and downs with financial. Again, it was just nothing but roadblocks where nowadays, if you're authentic and you truly care and you truly have the heart and you're really there for people and you're content, you're, you know, you're there for the athletes over the income that supports your family. Guess what? It's actually all going to come together in a better way as a whole. Yeah. And that's what I figured out as a whole. I've never been just better off in my life than I had the last three years. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different mind switch. The second you're chasing income is the second you're not going to make anything. So true. Yeah. Are you still competing? Will you always compete? Yeah, I competed. Uh, what was it? Six, six times in 2019. Okay. Um, didn't compete in 2020. I did a meet a few months ago. Um, did well in that, but that's about it. Yeah. I'm not really competing right now. Yeah. Going to nationals next weekend. I got to go to Texas this weekend for a meet to coach an athlete, do a seminar, okay. you know, just, 
Pan Am's in Florida, AO2 in New Mexico, Detroit in December, or Denver in December for AO finals. So there's just a, a lot of comps, a lot of athletes. So I find myself oh, as a coach, yeah. I find myself, it's, it's tough to train. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely. really is, especially at the high level that I, I know I can train at. You know, um, it's, it's pretty tough. So my main focus is, is just uh, the coaching. Yeah. Are you, are you good with that? You have peace with that? I, I am at peace. I am at peace. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a struggle. It's been odd just cause my whole life has been, you know, for most of my life has been weightlifting as an athlete, but you know, something clicked to me where I was on the phone with a few athletes the last really just few months and they were in tears with me about their competitions and, yeah. um, and how they did and, and qualifying for meets and how bad they want it. And, and I'm just like, man, this is what it's about. Like, I, I want to get these athletes to their goals. Like I'm truly passionate about it. Like I want to be the wind at their back. Cause I look at my career, the people I, you know, we talked about this in the beginning of the show. Um, Bailey is that, you know, I had amazing people in my corner. I had great coaches, great support group that, that, that pushed me to win championships. I, I would have completely failed if I was on my own. Yeah. I would have quit, right. failed. I'd be deader in prison right now. 110%. Yeah. And I truly believe that. So I give all credit to the people in my life. I give all credit to God. I did nothing. I might've just went through the motions and, and trained hard and did what coach told me to do, but I want to be that for the athletes now. Like I want to be coach Penley for coach Penley that was behind me yeah. and, and push my athletes. And, and I'm like, man, I've done it. I hate to say it, but I've already done it. I've been to the <laughs> right. top. I've won the medals. I've made the teams. Yeah. I broke the records. I know that kind of sounds cocky right now, but why am I trying to do this over again? Yeah. When I have athletes on the phone with me in tears because they qualified for AO one. Yeah. Like right. that's how happy they are. They qualified for AO one, let alone when they qualify for AO finals. Yeah, that's powerful. I know we've already potentially talked about some of these moments for you, but this is a favorite question I like to ask. Um, you know, I think there's probably, especially the times we're in, we've been through a tough year and a half, right? And it does feel like we're coming out of it here finally. But, you know, if you could go back to a moment, kind of that crossroads moment, maybe that fork in the road, turning point in your life. I think we all have many of these, but if there's one or two that kind of sticks out where it's like, man, you're trying to decide if you're going to go left or right. A lot of times you got people pulling you one way, but you know, just deep inside there's that the, the right maybe that you want to go, but you're just unsure. And, and a lot of people find themselves in that position. A lot of people uh, lack the courage or the support to make the decision that they might know that's best for them. But you know, obviously you made the decision you did, which has you where you are today. You know, is there a moment that you could share to possibly help somebody that's trying to navigate that, that moment for themselves right now? Just in life, just to better themselves? Yeah, like, yeah, just a major, potentially a major crossroads point to really change its tra trajectory of their life, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I have two answers and and I got to say, and I, because I, I don't got to say, but I want to say is, Definitely, you know, um, being saved and believing in Jesus, you know, and becoming a Christian and just yeah. laying my life down at his feet, fully taking over, living for him. What was that decision like for you? How, I, was, I mean, that's just the, that's, that's was, it, the was it a tough decision? Was, was it an no, so it So I've been to all these different churches and I, I never really, I didn't believe in God, but I did not believe in God my whole life. Yeah. I'd say I more believed in God. You relate to that. Yeah. But, you know, prayed kind of at holidays with the family, just didn't grow up in a religious family. Mm -hmm. But nobody was like an atheist, of course. Yeah. It was just not really something in our life. Yeah. I had a lot of questions and they weren't bad questions. They were just questions of, of true interest yeah. throughout my life. Not like gotcha questions. You know, yeah. you see right. like that. Right. And a lot of different churches. And it wasn't until I got to Portland when somebody invited me to Athey Creek, go to atheycreek.com. And I'm like, all right, we go to another church. And I just, oh, this church is, I don't know, just religion, just religion. I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I yeah. still don't like it. I still yeah. don't like it. And uh, I'm like, all right, here we go. I said, go to this church, beautiful church in Portland, uh, in Westland, Oregon, right? Kind of by Portland. And Pastor Brett gets up there, this beautiful big church and some khaki shorts and a shirt. So opens the Bible and says, all right, here we go. Let's continue. I'm like, what are we doing here? And he, he reads the Bible from the first word all the way to the last word. 
He goes all the way through from cover to cover. Takes him about 17 years. Doesn't skip one word all the way through in order. Reads, talks, reads, talks. I mean, he bounces around, goes to the new here and there to make points and stuff, but goes straight through order, just dives into the history, the meaning of words. I mean, it's more of like a college class. Yeah. Like you're studying on a daily basis. And I really found that intriguing because I like just being in the word learning. And uh, that was amazing for me. I'm like, well, this is something different. This is way different than, because being on Team USA, we, we traveled all over the place, lived a million different places, been to a million different churches. And so I wasn't really feeling a lot of the religious stuff. And I know that sounds bad to say, but it's true. And then, but this church, I was like, wow, this is something really different. Just fell in love with it. Really, I could say I fell in love with Brett. I could say I fell in love with Athey, the church itself. But really, I fell in love with the Bible because that's all he did was just read the Bible. Yeah. So that's when I was like, man, I love God's word. None of this other hum, human stuff, all yeah. this human made stuff and opinion and the fluff and this. And, you know, um, I was like, I oh, mean, I'm in really love with just the Bible itself. So, you know, over time, I just... So then I was like, I'm going to get saved. So here's the stubbornness of me and humans. I'm like, I'm going to be really good for like two months. Yeah. And just like not sin. (laughs) Be really good and clean up my life. Then I'll get saved. (laughs) Looking back now, I'm like, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Because I mean, the church is the sinner's hospital. Like we, first of all, it's impossible not to sin. And second of all, it's, you know, we're just going to, that's not going to work. You know, like you need God. So of course I just kept falling on my face and, so finally, I just laid my sword down. And I think it, it takes a lot for someone to lay their sword down. Yeah. Because you're fighting, you got the shield, you got the sword, and you're like, ah, I got this, you know, because especially yeah. as a weightlifter right. and a person in the iron game or any athlete, iron man, anything, you know, it's, it's you, it's self-made. I'm going to lift this bar. Okay, I get it. That's all good. But you have that mindset of I'm going to put the work in. Yeah, right. A lot of I, I, I. And then- yeah. For a strength athlete to be like, no, it's not about me. It's about, you know, him with a capital H. Everything changes. You're like, whoa, everything's different now. You see the world in a different light. You walk differently. You talk differently. So I finally laid my sword down and, you know, that's, that was a big turning point for me, you know, huge. Yeah. yeah, I just, I'd I'd view every little thing differently now. Constant Um, journey, right? Yeah. So I, I definitely, uh, you know, uh, urge people to, you know, tap into a good church and, you know, I'm not saying you have to go get saved your first day, but, you know, at least open some doors and investigate and really get in there, yeah. you know, because if you're open to it, God will work within you. Right. Yeah. You know, he will. So uh, the other, the other answer would be dropping out of school is the best thing I ever did. Yeah. 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 Dropping out of college. So I was at Sachs. Well, <laughs> I played football at a junior college, graduated with my associates. Football, we could talk about that for. Oh yeah, JUCO JUCO football. football. What position (laughs) you play? Um, I played free safety my freshman year and tight end. uh, Okay, yeah. yeah. You see, for some reason you're sitting down, but you seem tall. I'm a six three. Yeah. Okay. You just you look tall just from the waist up. Yeah. And uh, went got went to Sac State to be on the weightlifting team. They had a weightlifting team. It was a club team, kind of like a rugby team. It was a club sport. So uh, got kicked out of Sac State for bad grades, went to a junior college in Sacramento, and then got my grades up just enough to get back into Sac State, and then got kicked out of Sac State again, (laughs) and then dropped out of school. And then the next year, I went back to this junior college, and this junior college was just horrible. <laughs> the one that I went to and played football, I was the best school in the world. College of the Siskiyous, Weed, California. Shout out to COS. Yeah. Little, like everybody lived together in the dorms in the, in the wilderness of Mount Shasta, Northern California, beautiful yeah. place. Great time. But no, this junior college in Sacramento was a crap hole. And uh, <laughs> ugh. so I'm just like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't even know what I'm, my degree is in. I have, yeah. I've learned nothing in school. I don't know. I'm, communications was my degree. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> right. And I'm like, so I get my grades back up. I get back into Sac State. So I'm finally back into Sac State. But of course I have straight F's again. I'm about to kick it out again. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. My wife is a straight A student. She has her double master's degree and she's going for a PhD. Um, she's a, she's a full-time teacher now. She's just this 
an amazing, beautiful mind and a, ta- yeah. a talent. God has blessed her with this beautiful mind. So she's, she's the most educated woman in the world. And I'm like, <laughs> far from it. I'm like the exact opposite. <laughs> so Donnie Shankle invited me to train at California strength just for a training session, a tryout for the team. And so I was like, absolutely. But it was like, Donnie was like, be there, be there at Donnie goes, be there at two o'clock on a Tuesday. He didn't ask me, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He just right. said, be there like Tuesday at two. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I will be there Tuesday at two. Yeah. Yeah. I go back up. This was in San Ramon. I go to Sacramento and I'm like, babe, I'm dropping out of college. Because, <laughs> this is, this is bull crap. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm wasting a bunch of student loan money. So I just dropped out of Sac State. I'm like, goodbye school. Went down there. And I'm like, eight mile Eminem. This is my one shot. I got to make it. This is the only thing I'm good at. And, you know, long story short, you know, made the team, of course. So, yeah. and, I, and I guess my very long answer uh, for my second answer here is just go for it. Yeah. Right. And I know that sounds corny and that's been said a million times. You know, I sound like, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf, just do it, do it. You know, that video on YouTube, but it is true. Shia LaBeouf LaBeouf is totally right. Just do it. Like sometimes in life, you just got to go for it. Yeah. And and I know that's a corny answer, but honestly, it's what I did. It worked. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it's okay. You've probably, like, look, the best thing I ever did was went to college because I went to college. I met my wife. I found weightlifting. I stopped doing drugs. College is the best thing that ever happened to me, but I don't have a degree to show for it. Yeah. So it's still a win-win. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to, to, uh, to stop. Go for it. If you're listening to this, just, uh, yeah, listen to your gut and go for it. It's the worst case scenario. Uh, you'll still be all right. You'll still be alive. And, and it, it, I, I've found personally, uh, it always works out. So one yeah. way or another. Um, What's a few ways uh, people can follow you and, and, and uh, you know, if they're interested in, in joining the team? I don't know if you, you're still taking people, if you're maxed out or what, but what ways they can follow you? And- yeah. Yeah, the, the team is maxed out, but you can go to uh, Attitude Nation, uh, at Attitude Nation. Follow me on Instagram. Um, our website is doweightlifting.com. We got a wait list? I bet you got a wait list. We do. Yeah. We got a little bit of a wait list. You can email me or shoot me a DM. Uh, Every once in a while, bring someone on that if kind of more of an interview process and sure. Just want to make sure it's a good fit for the team. The chemistry is there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, do weightlifting.com. You can jump on our program only. We have a template programs. We got swagger. We got some straps and some fun stuff there, but uh, I do want to make another plug too. And anybody that's listening to this show, Maybe I planted a seed as far as maybe them wanting to kind of maybe read the Bible or get to know God. And I appreciate you, by the way, being, I don't know your belief, being so nice to me about this and letting me speak and having questions for me on this. So I've been on some podcasts where I mentioned this and they try to cut me off and just to move on to the weightlifting stuff. So I, I respect that from you, but uh, I'm telling you, just go to athecreek.com, A-T-H-E-Y creek.com. I'm telling you right now, Pastor Brett's method is something special and watch just a few live services, watch a few recorded services, shoot me a DM, tell me what you think. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Well, I appreciate you being here and taking the time uh, to do so. Thanks, man. Cool. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Absolutely. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage it's never been better than this and we got three kids that's who i do it for i'm gonna be a leader i'm gonna lead the way cause i'm a firm believer we can do anything we want if i said it then i meant it i probably already did it consider it done consider it done if you need some inspiration you should play
Bailey. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, 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 leadership podcast. Championship Leadership Podcast. With Nate Bailey.